Hi there guys and welcome to today's live stream. We're going to be talking all about squats and some help for you guys if you're doing squats as part of your back in shape routine. We go through some active sort of squats so you guys can see exactly what I'm talking about. You might notice the setup's a little bit more zoomed out today so I can do some stuff behind me. As always, we've got uh, questions. Put those in the comments below because Lara's just behind the camera. She'll be able to read those out. If you're watching this after the fact and not watching it live, then please do still comment. We read those comments and try and answer them after the fact as well. And if you're new to the channel, please do consider subscribing. Uh, to our channel, hit the notification bell so you know when we go live, we go live every single weekday and we always do Q&A as our way of helping you guys get a little bit more support, a little bit more guidance, a little better understanding of your backs on a daily basis. So with that being said, let's get into today's live stream on squats. So um, today we're going to be sort of going through the squat a little bit more uh, actively. So um, I've got the setup behind me and we'll be talking about a few things squat related today. I'm really going to go through sort of the lower back position and this is really to help you if you're doing squats, say you're in our phase two back in shape uh, membership site or you've tried squats in the gym before, we're going to be hopefully going back to the gym in the next uh, month or so. So squats are a big part of that. It's a big compound movement. It engages your core, it engages the lower body muscles, it engages the upper body muscles and they all have to work synergistically to balance but there are a few weak points there's the lower back there's the, uh, the the hips there's the knees there's the ankles that we all need to consider to make sure that we're doing this effectively and not causing any trouble and if you're going through that rehab process strengthening your back up squats can play a really important part because we're getting up and down out of chairs on and off seats all the time so we'll cover all those bits and pieces a few little support topics i'll be doing some demos and also we'll go through some of the mistakes that you can make with the different areas of the body as well. So hopefully you guys will find this really, really helpful. I did do a run this morning. So me going through this, I'm gonna get a little bit out of breath as well, already sweating a little bit. So uh, don't make me work too hard in the questions, please. Uh, just kidding. Uh, so first and foremost, I'm kind of gonna get up and just go straight through these. Um, I kind of want to address the, the lower back position first because it's something that a lot of people I think make mistakes and they don't really know they're doing this and this is really about keeping that core so, that, so the core should be engaged through the squats um, the whole way through we shouldn't be disengaging our core so I'm kind of going to park that if you don't know how to do the core engagement already then go over to the back and shapes join the phase one uh, basic membership and just start doing that core engagement. If you're in the premium membership, um, have a look at the phase one topics and you'll see we did a little video to really help you guys better understand how to do the core engagement and what it should feel like. So I'm not gonna cover that too much in this, uh, in this sort of tutorial, if you will, but I am gonna go through the actual squats uh, themselves and focus more on that side of things. So let me just flip to a big screen so you guys can see me properly. Uh, so the first thing we wanna do is we want a neutral spine. We talk all the time about this, having this neutral spine through here. And as we're coming down, we want to imagine someone's pulling us away from, away from the wall. So if we're flat on the front here, someone's just pulling us. And as we go down, we're being pulled away and then back up. You can see that my spine is not really moving. It's pivoting slightly forwards, but it's not bending at any point. I'm not rounding like this, okay? The second thing we're doing is we're not, as we go to the bottom, a common mistake that people make is they lose flexibility and they tuck their bum under like that to go the extra depth. When you're doing these sorts of exercises, particularly the squats, a lot of you guys will be working on your hamstring flexibility, your glute flexibility, and your hip flexor flexibility. Bit of a mouthful there. Um, 
please, please, please don't push the range on your squats until your flexibility improves. So as we're coming down through the squat, we get to a point, okay, that's as far as I can go. And if I move in front of the whiteboard, you can really see the outline. Boom, that's it. Core's engaged, torso's up. I'm engaging these muscles through here. My back is tight, okay? Sometimes people miss that the lower back muscles should be engaged. Those lumbar erector spinae muscles, the ones that maintain the lordosis through here, they should be tight. And what you'll often find is as you get down towards the end of your range, you'll feel almost a little bite point where these muscles are engaged and they're stopping that taking place. That's that movement I just showed you guys, the tucking under of the bum. And with hamstring flexibility and with glute flexibility with time, that point will get lower and lower in the squat. But we should feel a little bit of something happening down here. And that's okay. Quite often, you guys that are doing this and rehabbing your lower back might misinterpret this as a problem. And it's not. As long as it's done carefully, we, we, we may hit that bite point or be just before it. And then we go back up and finish the squat off. So that's a very, very important point that, that I want to cover with you guys. It's okay to feel a little bit of tension there because a squat is a full body movement. And this bit is really going to anchor to protect your lower back. So just be aware of that you might get a little bit of that tension at the bottom of the rep now one of the common mistakes i'm going to jump ahead just while we're here with these squats is that people keep their body upright too much we talk a lot in the membership site about keeping your your torso relatively vertical when we're getting up and down you can see even what i'm doing now some of you guys if you've got bad knees won't be able to be in this position but as we're going through the squat people are keeping this themselves too upright so what they're doing is kind of, it's called a sissy squat. So they're kind of going like that. This is terrible for the knees. And it's not really helping the back because we, we obviously don't have normal movement patterns if we're doing this sort of thing. I'm, I'm driving my knees forwards. I'm creating a lot of shear. Yes, I'm protecting my back. But that's not how we would ordinarily move in real life when we're getting up and down off a chair. So we really want to be mindful of that and get the right movement pattern. I mentioned earlier that pulling you off the wall. So if we're pulling you away from the wall, we should feel that everything's in line and then my bum just gets pulled back and then back up again. It's just pulled back and then back up again. If you guys want to pause this, if you're watching it after the fact, then pause it or even go back and rewatch this bit because that movement is really, really important. It really is the foundation because that's how we get down, get up, etc. And this translates, the reason these squats are so important is because what we see as patients get older, and, and it even starts, you know, in your 20s, to be completely honest. People get out of chairs like this. Like that. And they're using all their arms. They're leaning forwards loads. I look like I've got a bad back when I do it. And they're not using their leg muscles. What we should be able to do is just use the leg muscles to stand up. But a lot of people get weak leg muscles, so they inadvertently start doing that out of laziness. You fast forward that 5, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, and then you get a minor back injury. And all of a sudden you can't get up because each time you do that, your back's getting compressed because you're leaning so far forward. So the squat is so important to strengthen up these muscles so that we can get up and sit down using the legs. And that decreases the impact. You also see people, they're, they're walking around and you might have even done this and don't worry if you have, but you know now not to do it. They sit down in a chair and it's kind of like, boom, and, and then they're down. You know, the ground probably shook when I did that because... <laughs> Uh, yeah, anyway, um, so we don't want to do those sorts of things because it's just compression, compression, compression because we don't have the appropriate squatting technique. 
Now the next point I wanted to cover for you guys was going to be the ankles and the knees. This is another one, and this is more for the benefit of the ankles and the knees rather than the lower back, but it's a mistake we see time and time again. Part of it is because we don't necessarily have enough strength in the glutes and just a lack of awareness. We're just we're thinking so hard about our lower back and our core that we forget about the, the, the knees and the ankles, and I'll show you what that looks like. So as we're here, We've got, I've got a slightly wider stance. You could do a narrow stance like you're skiing. Either one's fine. And as we go down, we go like that with the knees in. And you can't see my feet, but my feet are rolling in. This is terrible for the knees. You're going to get pain on the inside of the knee. You're going to get problems with the patella dislocating to the side potentially and just rubbing and wearing. So what we should have is if my toes are pointing forwards, my knees go the same direction as my toes. They're both going forwards. I personally do squats, as you've probably seen on the membership site, a little bit wider. So I'm coming down. My toes are pointing the same direction. And this is what it looks like from the side. So it's nice and easy, nice and balanced. The glutes are working with your hamstrings, you're working with the hip flexors, they're working with your core, your lower back muscles, and all the stabilizers of your leg, stabilizers of your legs. So that's really, really important. And I do would, would really like you guys, if you're doing the phase two. Uh, of the back in shape membership site please get in there have a look reevaluate how you're doing your squats for your knees especially if you've got any knee trouble or arthritis or anything like that really really important to get this right so the last one i wanted to cover before we get into q a was going to be how much i'm sweating doing this <laughs> just kidding um so it's using support okay sometimes doing these squats properly we can't quite do them uh we just can't quite get the balance so not using a chair, what I normally recommend is hold on to a door frame. So you'd stand either side of the door, pretend this is sort of the door frame here, and we'd hold on to the edge of the door. For purposes, I'm just gonna hold on to the side here for support. You could even use a side. And what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna take a good bit of weight and just I'm holding on with this arm to try and get myself to get my bum going backwards, nice and slow. Okay, if I let go, I'm gonna fall backwards like that. So we don't wanna do that. Uh, just to show you guys how, how, how much I'm holding on to this here. I'm really holding on with my hands, and that way you'll feel a lot more pressure on your quads. You're going to feel a little bit on the glutes, but you'll feel the move. It allows you to really focus on that movement pattern. So then when we do it without there, we're still going backwards a little bit. We don't want to counterbalance too much coming forwards like this. That's a different exercise. But just using this support here, we can just start to get a normal movement pattern, as if I'm sitting into a chair. And that is pretty much it for the talking points on today's live stream. We want to keep our core engaged. We want to keep our lower back position protected throughout this. We want to keep that nice, normal, natural, neutral lordosis. The spine's fallen over over here. I was doing so much. We want to prevent our pelvis, our bum, from tucking under, like I showed you guys earlier on. So tucking under like that. I'll show you in front of the whiteboard like that. So as we come down, we lose it. Okay, we don't want any of that. We want those knees and ankles to be supported by the knees going up and down straight. We can use a little bit of support to help counterbalance so we can get that correct movement of our bum going backwards whilst keeping the core engaged. And it should be one succinct movement rather than a number of movements, like a clunky kind of everything's moving in, in sort of a disorganized fashion. And we want to really avoid those mistakes that I've covered with the knees, with rounding the lower back, and those sorts of things. So that's been. Quite hard work. 
I mean, you guys can see what's going on. Now, I did, as, as I said, I did go for a run just before we did this live stream, and I find that afterwards my metabolism just will not calm down. It's just still going. So then doing this and talking to you guys is a, a little bit, uh, you know, you can see the reaction. <laughs> so I'm sweating more than I was on the run. Um, but anyway, let's get into Q&A and, uh, and go from there. Okay, perfect. Um, so Alex on YouTube has asked, um, I get some tingling in the legs now and again and often after squats, perhaps too far to use them uh, to, get, to get stuff out of the fridge at this stage. Um, I also find stretching my arms out um, helps. Um, so we, we often recommend the stretching the arms out when you're doing the squat as a counterbalance. So actually kind of having them there just because it helps you balance. Some people with their anatomy even benefit from kind of holding a weight. I'm not saying you to do that, uh, Alex, but uh, having the arms out is perfectly fine. If you are getting a little bit of tingling, it kind of depends where. Was it in the legs? We were getting tingling. Um, cause it, it, it could be a case that you, it's, if it's just general, it could be just a vascular thing. Some of the movements that you're taking, you're just pressing on some of that blood supply and it's just t temporarily cutting off the circulation. But as long as you're doing the squats correctly, keeping that core engaged correctly, and that tingling is a very, very transient thing and it's not becoming more, um, more frequent and it's not lasting uh, for very long after the squats, I'd say continue on. Sometimes you do get a bit of tingling, a bit of numbness as you're really opening up the circulation to an area as well for the first time. Think. If you've just been, um, this, this really works for, for sort of rugby players in the cold, but anyone that's been out in the cold for a long period of time, you come back in the house, your, your fingers are a bit numb, etc. You go in the shower and, and, and have a shower, all of a sudden that blood flushes back into the fingers and they can actually be numb and sometimes a little bit painful because there's such a vascular shunt and the body's sort of not used to it. Uh, for the sort of hour or two you've been outside so it could also be that as well that it's waking things up but as long as it's mm -hmm. transient very very temporary and not worsening I'd say you're, you're okay there yeah, if you're good. also just if you're getting out of the fridge stuff out of the fridge it might be that that's quite low yeah. and the depth of squat might be too much for you and you're doing as you go down there you're kind of rounding the back a little bit and you're not keeping that core tight and the spine tight because I think one of the other guys in the membership site was saying the other day that as she engages the core and goes down it limits the range of motion because it forces you to move correctly and if you lose that engagement you can go even lower so uh, make sure you're not losing the engagement as well that's really really important uh, yeah just on the tingling i actually get something similar when i do deadlift and that's just mm -hmm. with you know really really tiny weight i get this kind of uh, tingling sensation on the on the on the side of my lower leg but yeah. it, it's only with the exercise and then it yeah. goes so maybe something vascular um, it, all right, I'm going to jump over to face here. Um, Veronica has said, recently moved to phase two. I found this really informative. Thank you. Thanks, Veronica. Thanks, Veronica. Um, Kate has said, you, uh, by using the door frame, as you mentioned, that really helped. Yeah, ju just be careful. You do need to go back into, so if you're using the door frame there, um, it's a fantastic way of starting, starting to work on some of those concepts that we've spoken about today. But you do have to go back. Uh, into doing free weight ones as in without the support so you want to slowly reintroduce without using the support just otherwise you get stuck just using the support so we want to use that as a segue into free weight squats that are easy so just make sure you're probably going to do that anyway but i just thought i'd tag tag that on the end for other people watching this as well if we're using the support like i did here or like the door frame um, we want to try and wean ourselves off that with time as we get stronger okay and what, what is more important? Is it, is it um, the depth of the squat no, or is no, it no. the form? The, de the depth is not important. Please, guys, don't worry about the depth. We all have different flexibilities. Some of you guys will be starting. You can hardly sort of bend your knees. You know, that, that's enough. 
um, but with time flexibility will come through you'll imp you'll be improving your flexibility because you're doing your phase one stuff anyway um, and you'll be able to go a little bit lower but you've got to keep those key points those key sort of uh, markers of a neutral spine no bum tucking and sort of good knee position good solid stable base with the core engaged as long as we're doing that the depth isn't too important we do want to improve our depth over time to at least be able to go down to a seat level because that's very applicable to your day-to-day -day. Um, so it's something to work towards some of you that'll take a week some of you that'll take a month or two or three months it kind of depends on where you're at to start with Okay, awesome. Um, Joe's asked following on from that, um, when should we add weight onto our squat? Should we focus on improving the range of movement first? So for the, for the time being, um, if you're in the Back and Shape membership site and you're doing phase one and then moving on to phase two, phase two is where we introduce the squat. Um, just follow through that proto protocol. Go through the necessary steps that we outline in there and then move on to phase three. Uh, adding weight to the squat is something really for, for, for a little bit later on. As we start getting back into the gym, we can consider adding the weight. But for the time being, if you're recovering from back pain, uh, which is sort of the, the goal of this particular tutorial to help you guys specifically rather than the average person in the gym, I'd suggest don't worry so much about adding weight for the time being. You're going to be using bands a little bit later on anyway. Cool. Um, Karen has asked, how many repetitions should you start off with when you're, if you're new to squats? So if you're new to squats and say, for example, you're the person moving from phase one to phase two of our back and shape, then um, you do as many as you can. Okay. The, the cap, we normally cap it at, at three sets of 10 to start with. If you can only do three or four good ones, then do three or four good ones instead of 10 bad ones. And that's where you start. It, it kind of doesn't matter to a degree. We need that. If you can do one, that's great. If you can do more than one, that's great too. Ideally, we'd be able to do three sets of 10. But if you can't, that's completely OK. I know many of you guys will struggle with that um, at the start, but you'll get there. That's OK. We, we build that out to five or 15, but um, I'd stick there and just follow the instructions. OK, awesome. Kate's asked a brilliant question here. If yep. you're doing things like gardening mm -hmm. or housework, which is the best way to bend while you're working on the floor? Take, take a knee. And I know some of the guys um, have got issues with the knees, so that's difficult. But really the best way is to just go down on one knee like this and then do your work down there. It allows you to keep your core engaged and, and you do your work. If you've got any trouble, then using a rolled up towel. If I show you guys on the chair, just so you can see, if you have knee trouble, you might find that actually putting your lower leg on there can be more comfortable. Maybe it's not rolled, maybe it's a cushion, but that can be a valid solution um, it's better to do that rather than kind of just bending down like that. You can see how bad that looks on my back. It's just awful. So I, I'd say take a knee if you're doing anything extended. Um, that's really going to be the best way forwards uh, with regards to housework and chores and gardening, those sorts of things. You know, if, you, if you're a gardening lover, you won't be shy of getting those trousers a little bit dirty, you know, kneeling on the soil, that sort of stuff. So try and find a way to do it that's comfortable for the knees. And that's going to be the best way forwards for the long term. So you may as well find a way that works for you. It sounds a little bit silly, but even if you've got some knee pads you know, and you just put those on when you go in gardening, that would be a sensible choice because it's going to, it's going to be advantageous for the long term. And you know, at the end of the day, if you've got a knee pad, you put them on maybe underneath your overalls yeah. or something like that or over the top of your jeans. Um, it's not a big issue, but it will mean that your gardening experience can be positive, can be good, and can be free from back pain for decades to come rather than trying to say, oh, well, I'm not going to go on my knee because it hurts and I don't want to wear a knee pad because it'll look silly. Um, and then you're going to have back pain. So let, let, try making those compromises can really make a big difference. Okay, she said, and should not pad on your back. 
oh definitely you should not be rounding your back yeah. that that's why that's why the, the the lunge is actually better or the, the the kneeling position is better because as i go down you know i can even lean on here i could have a chair in the garden you know, there's no problem a light garden chair i could lean on lean on that to get down so i hold on to it there slowly lower myself down move it out of the way and then we do our stuff we try and keep our, our spine nice and neutral doing our business down here and then back up again so that's perfectly acceptable as well that'll work yeah i was just gonna say with, with gardening you can really lose track of time so i think yeah. i think trying to remember to engage your core maybe taking breaks as well yeah yeah the, the, the good thing is depending on what's uh, what's going on we actually um when you're when you're doing it you will actually get a bit of a pump if you know if you're tilling the soil you're breaking if you know if you're if you're digging things up to stop to plant some new seeds and you're having to loosen soil you're actually oh, going to tight yeah you're actually going to oh. tighten up um and that will be to your advantage it'll mean you're more likely to protect yourself a lot of you guys will know this after you've done the phase two routine everything does feel and the phase three everything feels a little bit more tight you've got a little bit more protection for that spine so once you have gotten into the throes of gardening and you know you've been out there for maybe 10 15 minutes you're warm you're starting to tighten things up in a good way you're going to find there's more stability and that allows you to do more safely okay brilliant i think i think we've answered all the questions and um from my end i feel like it might be glitching over society so i think we should just wrap it up there okay i'll just i'll just try and cover this last one little bit if you've got another question then that's great yeah we're still live yes awesome just on the towel a lot of you guys have asked questions about the towel uh what size towel etc etc how big should i be doing and i was uh Something came up the other day about the size of the towel. You guys have seen this one, but this is a bath towel, okay? All we do, fold it in half, okay? And then we just roll this up. We roll this nice and tightly. This is the size that you should be doing. Now, unless you're sort of seven foot, eight foot tall, or three, four foot, four foot short, then this is going to be perfect for you. Roll it nice and tight, all the way up. And then, we do this after gardening, we do this after, after our exercises, we do this after a walk, we do this after a run, we do this after we've been to the cinema, which won't be happening anytime soon, but maybe if you're watching this after the fact, that's fine. And this bit, you see how wide it is? The size of the towel is the most important thing. And then we find those two bony bits at the base of the spine where my thumb is, and then it goes just on top of there, supporting that natural arch. And that's a really important one, so I just thought I'd cover that at the very end. So. Um, if it is, 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 have we got any more questions? Uh, Kate, Kate just uh, <clears throat> or even when cleaning the bath, etc. Yeah. Um, yeah, when sort of having to bend over. Yeah, if, yeah, if we've, it's, it's just movement patterns. It's learning movement patterns, changing movement patterns, and the common ones where we're just bending over forwards. The, the reason they they get problematic is because they are problematic. They're not good ways to operate. They're not good things to do. Um, so if we can start to unlearn those things, we'll do an awful lot better for the medium, short, and long term. And that's that's sort of just a fact. So um, that's, everything. that's everything. Awesome. Thanks very much for joining us, guys. We hope you found this live stream helpful. Hopefully, it really sort of gave you some. Uh, thinking points for your squat so you can more effectively do those safely and you understand how to progress those as well hopefully the towel you're already doing it right anyway and if you're new to the channel please as always do consider subscribing to the channel if you know someone that might benefit from jumping on these uh, q a's or watching these videos then please do consider sharing it with them um, with all that being said hopefully you guys have a great day and we will see you tomorrow with another live stream